0: From a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International.
1: You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Later this hour, we'll be taking you over to Jukebox Republic. But as always, we start off the week with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Hello and welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Monday, September 7th. I'm John Van Trieste and joining me here in the studio today is Shirley Lin. Hello. Up next, well, we're in the midst of ghost month still, and that means a lot of offerings, specifically burnt offerings. We'll be bringing you some friendly reminders about how to give these offerings to the ghosts safely, and a cautionary tale about what can go wrong when you ignore these common sense tips. Then, bats are making a comeback to a famous cave after a decades-long gap. And, well, it's a real ritual for a lot of people that they have to do once in their life. We're talking about circuiting the island of Taiwan. Now you can do it by sea, or at least you will be able to do so soon. We'll be talking about that in just a moment. Please stick around. week uh we here at rti had our annual ghost month offering ceremony i think uh usually they do it on the 15th day of the seventh lunar month that's sort of the typical day but people are flexible you know Mm. we tend to choose a weekday when everyone's around right um and that basically involves uh putting out offerings of various food items and snacks for the spirits that are said to wander the earth this type of year this time Mm -hmm. of year Mm -hmm. And also, although we don't really do this, uh, burning ghost money, which Mm. is paper, like fake money. yeah, And it's burnt because the belief is that uh, spiritually they can receive it in smoke form and use it for whatever, (laughs) use it for whatever ghosts need money for. (laughs) Anyway, uh, these, it's not just the ghosts who get it, although the type I think is different. The gods are offered uh, money uh twice a month generally anyway each lunar month uh again different form of the money but uh different color i think mm-hmm. same concept so this is probably good i to like keep in mind year round really i mean there are people below me burning that stuff all the time
2: <laughs> all the and, time uh,
1: yeah it's ghost month for them every month no i mean they give it to the goddess twice a month as well oh that so, too
2: yeah you're right yeah
1: um when i first came here it took a long time for this instinct to uh sort of uh, die down a bit but i was always wondering where there's a fire where is it <laughs> um it turns out it's just the neighbors downstairs in the courtyard anyway um here are some tips from the taipei the taipei fire department they put this out uh, last week on tuesday uh firstly they and this is something that i think people tend to neglect don't let burning money get blown up in the wind yeah it tends to be a bit of a draft that it creates and uh flaming bits of stuff fly everywhere
2: I know. If you walk past it, I mean you're you're, you know, like showered with all these um Debris. blackened Yeah, and it's terrible. It gets in your hair and I don't know, in your face.
1: Yeah. Uh, the second one and this is another thing that we don't do, I think this is less common these days. Uh if you're gonna use firecrackers, which some people do at the end of this ceremony when they give these offerings to the ghosts, uh, use what they call environmentally friendly firecrackers. I guess what they do at New Year's now with the firecrackers a lot of times is just have a recording of the sound of the firecrackers to oh, avoid the okay. actual. They like... make a mess. Right, uh, yeah. They don't just explode. They leave shredded bits of packet packaging paper all over the I place. I know,
2: and it's all red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It looks like, I don't know there was a red paint explosion.
2: Right. Um,
1: I guess there kind of was. Uh, And then it says also uh, to be very careful to check the site where you're going to be burning stuff to make sure afterwards that nothing is still smoldering. Mm. A landfill in Hualien County in Eastern Taiwan. It doesn't, this photo is not dated, but there's a photo that comes with this story of the landfill on fire um, in Udi Township. uh, And it's, possible it's suspected i think that ghost money that was still smoldering when it was thrown away okay was the reason that it caught fire so oh landfills on fire not very pleasant check to make sure that whatever you have is put out properly right um fourth and this should go without saying well i guess because it's a year where we have to deal with COVID 19 and all that uh, if you're gonna use alcohol to disinfect your hands Mm. like don't do it near the fire yes (laughs) don't do it near the open flames um Mm. there's a little related bit here the food and drug administration are also reminding people i think we're safe because we just use fruit and junk food (laughs) 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 like cookies crackers stuff that doesn't go bad very easily but there are traditional people who do have like cooked dishes that they put out oh yeah spirits to eat like maybe like a whole grilled chicken you know yeah um and people don't do this. They should, though, uh, usually. Uh, they should have the food in containers with lids or cover it with plastic wrap. Okay. A lot of times it's just in the open air. Um, yeah.
2: Well, and why? Why do I... Oh, oh get because contaminated. Uh, I
1: get contaminated.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. And
1: if the food is packaged... Also, don't poke incense sticks through the packaging. Like the instant noodles <laughs> have a little frimsy paper cover. I can cover. see people doing that. They, yeah. Two things that people do that they shouldn't be. <laughs> um, also, I don't know where this happens. I think certain uh, religious ceremonies like temple ceremonies may last several hours. Mm-hmm. Ours is very brief. So mm-hmm. again, I think we're safe here. But uh, the food will, could be left out in the sun, which, in which case bacteria could grow several times. Several fold over the amount could increase uh, over those hours, and you gotta reheat the food afterwards to at least seventy five degrees Celsius before consuming it. Whatever you haven't eaten promptly after the ritual should also be kept in a refrigerator or at least under the shade. So,
2: okay. Have you ever had any of the food you know that people have already worshipped over and everything at a temple? Yes. Oh, same year. A... I I mean, like cooked food, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but not for Ghosts Month. Oh. And I it was remember. also during the winter, I think. So Maybe it, was it wasn't not... for Month either, but I did have some of the food. It wasn't. I was thinking hot like, wow, weather, this is though. great, you
1: know. Oh no, this <laughs> no. it's, it's nice stuff, but you wanna keep it you know, uncontaminated, stored yeah. properly. Yeah. Oh
2: um, now I'm thinking like, Wow, well, but I wonder how, how long that food's been out, you know, I don't know. in the open. <laughs> um Um, And so we already mentioned the landfill
1: incident, but that's not the only thing. Again, be very careful how you're burning stuff. And I think, I don't know why we're telling our listeners this. They're not the (laughs) ones that need to hear it. But uh, anyway, we'll just share a little story. This is a true story. This happened, it looks like, last week on Wednesday in Zhanghua County. A McDonald's, the employees of of this McDonald's were burning Ghost Month paper because the companies do it too. Yeah. Even restaurants. Yeah, yeah. the
2: employees. Yeah, they Um, do that.
1: We do it, but... Um, Smoldering paper fell through a maintenance hole in the ground It melted the coverings of cable laid beneath the sidewalk Oh my goodness And um, internet and TV services, let's see, were disrupted About 5,000 households lost cable TV And internet was cut off to about 600 600 households (sighs) The restaurant itself was also uh, Had to close for 90 minutes because of smoke Oh uh McDonald's Taiwan has not commented further, but they did, they did say that they had to close that branch for 90 minutes because of the mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, the cable operator, it took them in some cases 12 hours to restore services, and they're going to demand compensation from McDonald's mm. for this incident. Uh, because they should take responsibility for that. The length of cable destroyed was more than 150 meters, and the damage amounts to almost 34,000 U.S. dollars. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and the fire, local fire department apparently has verified this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, a nearby car dealership also it, was not happy. They mm-hmm. had to remove all their vehicles from the parking lot because the smoke would have damaged everything. Yeah. So wow. this is why, yeah, <laughs> people need to be a lot more careful about these things. And in fact, you know, I've heard people saying that, that there's like virtual paper that you can virtually burn online and that that's probably better yeah, for can, the environment anyway. Right. So. You can
2: just do it from your mobile phone. Yeah. So So, I don't know. But of course, some people say it's just not the same. Well,
1: yeah, but (laughs) at least people need to be more responsible with how they burn these things. That's right. uh, Yeah. Some useful tips for upcoming observances. (laughs) Well, there's a cave that I believe is famous for its bats, only that the bats have been missing for 20
2: years. Now, for some reason, they've shown up again. Why is that? Well, why were they gone, first of all? Do we know? uh, Yeah, well, um, you know, some experts kind of made assumptions, and they think that it's from tourist littering, and then people barbecuing near the cave, and then walking up the trails with a sign that says no entry, and they still did it anyway, and so... Um, it scares the bats away because you know if they're interrupted in their habitat, they tend to shun away. So, is this a very large not... cave? Um, well, let me see. It's twenty meters long, fifty meters wide, and twenty meters deep. And where is it? It's in Taoyuan ah, Sanmin Bat Cave. I've heard of this place. It's not much of a bat cave anymore, is it? I mean, no. Except, uh, you know, there's been a comeback. So in the last 20 years, it's dropped down to zero. Wow. Once it was home to 10,000 bats. That's an amazing drop. Yes. Not, not amazing in a good way, though. No, right. And uh, one of the uh, sort of like a, um, uh, he's more like a, um, a tourist enthusiast. <laughs> um, yeah, a travel enthusiast, Kong Jun Kai. Um, I think he's he, he kind of really observes a lot. And so he says that, um, he even says that people like to enter the cave and do meditation. That interrupts the, you know, the the bats' habitats too. At least do but, it at night when
1: they're awake.
2: <laughs> yeah, and um, and the thing is that uh, he said that I think he said that the reappearance of the bats means their the local ecology is is improving, which I think that's 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 interesting. Now, I mean, that's good to know, and that this would likely attract other bats to the cave. So they've seen. Well, okay. They actually, the government, um, the Taiwan Department of Tourism, actually spent $439,000 U.S. Dollars in the year 2018 just to repair, restore the site, repair the trails, rebuilding lookout, build a parking lot and other facilities. And um, well, that sounds like it's very helpful for the back. I know. People with the away. I know, I know. But at least, you know, the thing is that they kind of built a lookout. Maybe they didn't have to look out. So now they're putting words out to visitors that don't try to cross over the fences, don't climb over the rocks, but, you know, just only observe from the lookout, Mm. okay? Don't try to get close to, you know, the bats or whatever. But, um, you know, he's saying that uh, uh, this is likely going to, you know, attract other bats. Now, so since the restoration, they've seen about 70 to 80 bats uh, return to the cave, The thing, though, is that these bats seem to be of a different family because they're larger than the regular bats, and they look like similar to fruit bats hmm. that actually could be found at La La San, La La Mountain. Which is also in Also the in Taoyuan, yeah. But I'm thinking like one more close to us, you know, Fulong. <coughs> there's, there's some bat caves there, which is like, what, less than an hour drive away. Yeah, I, I remember going through a tunnel, and there will be a sign on the left saying that here's where's the bat cave, you know. So that's the I, I didn't even know about these other bat caves, but I guess there's more than just one. But um, anyway, so this is exciting to know. Yeah, I hope
1: they seal it off though.
2: <laughs> I mean, among other things, you don't want bat droppings falling on you. Yeah, and... you know, I've seen picture of this particular cave. I mean, bat cave. It's actually an open cave. It's an open. It's cave. like an it's it's not like you know. It's got one little small um, entrance, and you walk in there, and then it's like a cave inside. It's more like open on one side, so it's like more an indented cave. You know what I mean? Like it's carved, you know, into the into the mountain, but then it's on one side. It's like you can totally see without walking into the cave. You can totally see it from the uh, from from the out- the outside. So it's like hmm. an open cave actually. So it's like a hole in the side of a mountain. Yeah, basically, instead of a deep cave network. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So but you don't even have to go inside; different...
1: you can see from the outside. Yeah, it's and exposed. I can see
2: why people like to just you know sit there and meditate, because uh, sitting you know, in a it... hole in the mountain. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, but anyway. So it doesn't extend guess... very far. Deep no, it isn't. There. Yeah, okay. it's not one. Not not that. At least the picture shows. It's not that kind of you know well, cave. But uh, um,
1: fortunately, uh, we don't have any bat problems around here. Uh, around, even outside of our studios, I see them in the evening. Have you noticed that there's a bug feast? They're especially oh, oh, attracted, okay. I think. By next door, we have some tennis courts and stuff, and they, the lights attract the bugs that I think they like. Right. To eat. So it's a buffet for them.
2: Right. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, I'm not sure uh, what kind of bats they originally had there, but it's good that at least someone's moved back in. Um, right. I just hope they can keep the people out.
2: That is true. Hmm. Just only watch from the lookout. Don't try to get too close. Especially if
1: you can see in clearly.
2: I know. I mean, even though there's a trail that goes up to, you know, goes up to where, closer to the bats, I mean, that's for maintenance use or something like that. If there's a sign that says no entry, don't don't, try to, you know, cross over and and walk up there.
1: Have you ever performed the sort of a uh, ritual or sort of rite of passage that is called Huandao in Chinese. It means circling around the island.
2: No. And then it like confirms, in one go. And then it confirms you're an adult?
1: <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's but like for an adult ship or something? No, I, I adults who are already adults do it too, do it too but it's yes. like something that a lot of people say you gotta do once in your life and I have a friend who cycled it really? the whole route is
2: there any reason for doing that?
1: Like no you just see okay. all the different parts of Taiwan I mean mm. I guess except for the middle of it but the right. edges anyway and um So lots of people do it either by car or by bike, like my Mm -hmm. friend did. Or motorcycle. Yeah. Um, And now, though, you can do it by sea. This is uh, the latest attempt to get the cruise industry up and running here again. They've had apparently some great success with uh, tours to the outlying islands off the coast. So now they figured, well, this is something people are doing anyway. Why not do it on a boat?
2: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. That makes sense. Makes sense. Like the Turtle Island. You can see it from the you know from the coast. Yeah, but no, no. Proper, but this is like they're going to circle but...
1: around the entire island in a boat in okay. a cruise ship. Um, this is a plan that is uh, a joint venture. It looks like between the Hong Kong-based Gunting Cruise Lines and Lion Travel Service, which is a, a sort of travel agency here that's quite popular. Yes, uh, they announced this on September third. And it's going to be starting in the end of October, actually. So they've got a definite start date, October 22nd. Um, It's going to go to four different ports of call. And I guess the advantage of being on a boat is that actually you can circle the island, but then also take in some of the outlying islands as well. Whereas if you're on a bike, you're kind of, your routes are limited. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you swim. (laughs) Um, So... The itinerary includes its stops at Keelung, which is basically Taipei's port. It's a city about an hour from here. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, on the northern coast, uh, a city known for rain. Yes. (laughs) But also for good food. They've got a famous night market there. Yes, they do. If you have time, some interesting historical sites. Then uh, it goes down. It looks like the west coast of Tainan, which is a city full of history, and they are extremely proud of how good their food is, although it's a bit sweet to the tastes of some of us Mm -hmm. for a sugar-growing area traditionally. So Mm -hmm. Uh, they sort of head out to sea a little bit into the Taiwan Strait to Penghu, which is a group of very beautiful islands. I understand they're packed, but Mm -hmm. if you're on a cruise ship, you won't have to book a place to stay, right? Right and in ponghu well there's a lot of stuff to do there because there's so many different islands it's a real big cluster of them mm-hmm. a few dozen islands and they are known for well among other things their seafood is very famous and um and cheap too yeah uh, you've been there yeah i've been there just once but i would love, I'd love to Penghu. go again back then of course you basically had to fly yeah. i went on one of the few ferry boats It was difficult. You had to go all the way down south. Like, you couldn't just go from Taipei. I would definitely (sighs) go on this little cruise. Um, And you can also enjoy some very nice snacks, too. They're famous for cactus fruit in particular. Okay. Um, Cactus ice cream. Yeah. Uh, Then they go back over towards the mainland to Kaohsiung, which is the primary city down south, another big shipping port. Uh, The harbor there is is really beautiful, especially if you head into the hills around the city. Mm. Wonderful place for a sunset. Again, great seafood. And then it goes around the southern tip and up the east coast to Hualien which mm. I think is probably the, the let's be honest, uh, the highlight of this cruise. Yes. Uh, beautiful nature and the most lovely shade of blue you can imagine, the sea there. Mm. Um, actually, I think it changes colors a bit as it goes out further from the coast. And the mountains dive right into the sea. Lots mm. of indigenous culture, lots of, at this time of year, I don't know, late October, what's going on? Well, there's always some interesting festivals and events year-round yeah. round there um and then back home so uh it looks like the cruises won't all have the exact exact itinerary some will be four days some will be six okay um but they're all going to be at places where cruise ships can dock so you don't have to book a place to stay mm-hmm. i'm sure they have excursions um i mean yeah we've been, we've had to get creative haven't we because people just like can't not travel
2: i know um but think about those uh flights you now out to nowhere <laughs> flights some sightseeing flights I know.
1: um but
2: this this this
1: is a cruise that actually will take you to a lot of different places and uh when you're done you can say you've seen pretty much the whole island and some is other true. islands off the shore too right well it's kind of an odd time to be talking about this but uh Tourism and especially what spots are favored by international visitors are in the news. Not that there are many of them these
2: days, but uh, I guess next year maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, this is uh, a survey that was uh, uh, from last year because it's a twenty nineteen annual survey report on visitors' expenditure and trends in Taiwan. Oh, so it's just come out now, though they've just wrapped up the the I guess getting all the data together. Okay, exactly. And it was based on a questionnaire survey of eight thousand six hundred foreign visitors. And Khending National Park, the, the national park down south, uh, which is rich in ecology and sunny beaches, has topped the list for three years in a row. Really? Yeah, with a popularity rate of close to 26%. So one in five foreign visitors headed to Khending Sun Moon Lake Joe Fen last year. Um, from the findings of okay. the survey. Now, these are in three very different parts of Taiwan. Yes, um, so is down south. Sanmu Lake is kind of smack in the middle. Jiu-Fen is just not too far from Taipei City. It's on just the north in, coast. Right, yeah. Uh, so it's,
1: it's sort of perched awkwardly on a mountainside. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very lovely spot. I know,
2: you know it's you know, got beautiful tea houses and old streets, yep. And Sanmu Lake is just a beautiful place in you know, a smack middle uh, of lake, but then there are Tons of like these five-star hotels surrounding that. Yeah, and it's a great place to be. Go on a boat ride along, around the lake as well.
1: Now, not all of these places are like, especially I'm thinking Kanding involves a long, long ride. Yeah, uh, you can't get there by train, for instance. So uh, not all of them are easy to get to. So it's surprising that one in five people made it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Where well, else, what else is on the list? Um, it says besides the five, the top five most visited scenic spots are, uh, night markets, Taipei 101. Which used to be the tallest building in the world. It's still number two. Uh, yeah. For now. Okay. For now. And Ximen which is a popular, you know, place um, downtown for young people, mm. like all these shops and places and movie theaters and all that. And okay. And Fin and the National Palace Museum. Of course, that's like a must-go for any visitors to Taiwan mm. first time.
1: Well, predictably, uh, this is all sort of Taipei area stuff. And, yes. And Taipei things area. that are relatively easy to get to by public transport. Or yeah.
2: That is right And uh, when asked about Taiwan's most like The the top highlights Most of them said Taiwan's Oh goodness Can you guess? Um, So it's either going to be people or food It's food So it's talking about Taiwan's gourmet food Followed by tourist spots Night markets That's always a hot thing to do And then the local friendliness and hospitality And also about our coastal views Our coasts are beautiful and fruits, someone said. Fruits, we have, you know, we probably have one of the highest variety of fruits compared to other countries. Well, we straddle around the, the world. tropics,
1: but also have temperate areas as well, yeah. sort of, in the mountains, so we can grow a wide variety of fruits. I would bet that the fruit part was probably someone from Japan or another Asian country.
2: <laughs> yeah, their favorites like our mango. I, I think
1: because in all, in I guess some of our neighbors, uh, fruits are very expensive. That relatively is relatively right. speaking. I know. So it is a rare luxury to be able to eat fruit at bargain prices.
2: Yeah, that is true.
1: What do you think so. the most underrated part about Taiwan is? We always talk about these same few things. What What's the thing that people you think should know though?
2: Yeah, I'm surprised that it didn't mention anything about hot springs.
1: Yeah, we've got some
2: nice hot springs. You know, like open air kind of hot springs. They're nice and. Of course, there are also these five-star you know, resort areas with these hot springs that you can enjoy and soak in. Mm. Um, what about you? What for, would you say?
1: For me, it's the East Coast. We already talked about uh, Hualien and how beautiful it is, but Taidong as well. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Taidong is really uh, Further green, down the coast. Know, it's just wonderful. I mean, I guess it's good in a way that it's not easy to get to by, you know, the train tickets are not uh, – they sell out very quickly, and it's a bit of a hike. Yeah, um, you're
2: talking about Taitong, right? Yeah, yeah. I took a the plane there. Yeah, yeah.
1: those are your options, and right. so capacity is limited. I guess that's a good
2: thing in a way, though, because it keeps it from being I know. spoiled. It's you know, it's nothing metropolitan about Taitong but it's like a place that a lot of people want to retire there and buy a house. I know of some people who you know just like build a house there or buy a house there. It's a little it's bit great. of paradise so Yes the greens and you know it's close to the beach and
1: yeah, not many so people nice. get to see it, but uh if there's one place if you've got an extra little bit of time while you're here, that's the place you should definitely check out. All right, well that does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Vientries. And I'm Shirley Lin. Don't go anywhere just yet. We're gonna go back over to Shirley in just a moment for a new episode of Jukebox Republic.
2: Welcome to jiu Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. I thought I should give you an update on the COVID-19 situation in Taiwan, but it's more about how I'm faring or how I'm doing. Not so well, actually, because it's pretty much contained in Taiwan, and I've totally slacked off about precautions, like wearing the mask and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, you have to wear a mask if you're on the Taipei Metro, the metro system. But the rest of the time, not really. Of course, you might say, that's all right, because town is doing so well. But rules are rules, right? And I shouldn't be slacking off. So, 不应该, that means I shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't. And this is by Guo Ting Yun. <laughs>
3: 优优独播剧场
2: Yeah, I really shouldn't be slacking off like this. You know, it's just not right. COVID is still around. Yet that song was in Taiwanese, by the way, Um, the local dialect. Well, um, it's not like the Central Epidemic Command Center. The CECC is putting very strict restrictions now. But still, like take the metro, there's no question about that. You've got to wear a mask, you know, once you enter the station. They even have medical personnel at the entrance of some major stations, and kind of like remotely monitoring everyone's temperature when you enter the station. And so if you forget to put on a mask, you know, uh, when you enter, they'll tell you. I remember twice. It wasn't a big station, and nobody was there to monitor, and I walked right through the turnstile without my mask on because I forgot. And it wasn't until I saw other people walking towards me with masks on, then I quickly take on my mask and put it on, you know. No wonder they were, like, giving me funny looks, and um, honestly, wearing a mask for me is really not convenient. It makes me suffocate, really. I mean, there were times when I would just have to take it off for a second, take a deep breath, and then put it back on. I even did that in the metro. I couldn't help it. Now what I do is I carry a handheld fan in my hand, in my bag, because it seems that if I were to fan myself when, I'm felt, when I feel like suffocating, it actually helps me breathe better. Through the mask. Um, but most of the time, I forget I have a fan in my bag, so I ended up taking off my mask on one side, take a deep breath, and then put it back on. I'm sorry. I, I just can't help it, and I really shouldn't be doing this. So, another song, Bo In um, In town, is Bo Gai. Yeah, let's have a listen to this one.
3: Shishim 숑코드 순환피움아싸이
2: It seems that most of the songs I'll be introducing today are in Taiwanese. anyway. The other thing, um, you know, that I've kind of slacked off is that, I mean, I do still spray my hands with disinfectant, either rubbing alcohol, whatever, but only occasionally. And especially at work, um, when I'm about to eat lunch at my desk, because I'm just too lazy to walk to the washroom and wash my hands. So I spray. It's only then that I feel conscious about what I'm touching because I'm about to eat food and, uh. You know, anything you get on the food and get into my mouth. Anyway, um, I'm also not as conscious about changing my clothes every day after work. Um, You would understand what I'm talking about. If you've heard me and my colleague, John Ventriest, talk about this on Status Update, another program about how I got really conscious while we're at the peak of COVID-19 about how, oh, we should be changing our clothes every day anyway afterward because you never know what germs you bring home. And also like, you know, wow, what do you do when you're on a bus and, and, and you don't want to touch anything like the poles or the holders, you know, you don't want to touch them. And um, John manages to just hold on and not hold on to anything like a lot of like, I mean, good, what, muscle work, <laughs> you know, standing in place, and even if when the bus jerks or whatever. But anyway, we talked about this, you know, and he said he would just try not to hold to anything and, and just use his elbow or something like that. Um, I don't know. Um, John was saying then that, wow, I've become like him, you know. Well, I guess he's not going to say that anymore because um, now I don't always change my clothes because the weather's getting cooler, and I don't sweat, you know, every day, um, like when it was really hot. And I really don't like washing my clothes too often. Because, you know, if they're not particularly soiled, why why wash it? Because I know that the more often you wash a clothes, it becomes it becomes worn out, you know? Anyway, that's just me thinking about, yeah, I, I kind of protect my clothes more so than um, washing them more regularly, I guess. And talking about you know, holding on to the poles or the holders on the bus, and even like, you know, um, holding on to the railings when I walk down the stairs or something like that, um, I'm not that conscious anymore. Um, I don't know. I just assume that the bus drivers disinfect every now and then. And, you know, the uh, the metro staff, they, they, they clean the railings and everything. And So, I don't know. I just, uh, I've slackened. I've totally... And I feel bad because I know that John's very particular about these things, not just during COVID, but all the time. You know, now he doesn't see me wear a mask in the office. You know, I wonder what he's thinking. He's probably going like, you know, oh, this Shirley. Now she slacks off. But before, we, were used, we, we used to be so relatable. <laughs> well, I think I should take more care and uh, be more considerate of others. Except um, if you have to make me wear a mask all day long, i will rather die, really that yes, we really should be taking care, taking more precautions. So here's a song actually is Please Take Care. In Taiwanese, it's Bo Diong by Wang Zhongping.
4: Kawa, Naitou 是人有你有我 Tawa Naittiot 是人有你有我一人有你有我
2: we should be saying this to each other we need to watch out for each other so um be safe be healthy and wear a mask it makes all the difference i mean it in taiwan there are much fewer people going to the doctors because everyone's wearing masks believe me it makes all the difference so let's watch out for each other here's a song it actually means everybody please watch out please pay attention And it's by Arthur. Thank you so much for tuning in to jiu Republic. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International.
5: they 的人請注意